66 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name is Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include Actually Finished, Actually Working, Actually Stashed, and a couple of really fun reviews. I'd like to jump in with my finished stuff. It's been longer than I realized since I've recorded. For some reason, I really thought I recorded a couple weeks ago and I went back to look and I was like, nope, must have just imagined that I did. So I have a lot of stuff since the last time I talked to you guys. It's been a productive um, little bit of knitting here for me. And so the first two things that I am excited to tell you about are my Find Your Fade Shawl and my Free Your Fade Shawl. Uh, You might remember from the last episode that I am knitting the Find Your Fade Shawl by Andrea Mowry with yarns from the Knitnosh benders. And I have six fantastic benders coming this year to Knitnosh. So when I started this shawl, the first color that I did was Colorful Eclectic. And it's a custom colorway that she did for the Salida Fiberfest. I did not go to the Salida Fiberfest this year, but I convinced Liz to let me have some of the exclusive colorway anyways. It's called Season's End, and it's a beautiful brown with all these golds and uh, beautiful variations, dark and light, and it's really pretty. And these colors are all colors you might not normally see me knit with. But I am knitting this one actually for my mom, and I thought it would be fun for everybody to kind of see something that's a little different than my normal aesthetic, which would be jewel tones or brights or something like that. This is all beautiful earth tones. It's going to look beautiful on my mom. So the first color was the Colorful Eclectic. The second color on the Find Your Fade shawl was MJ Yarns in his 1U base. So 1U is one of his red label bases that you can only get from Jonathan the Dyer, and it's in a colorway called Amber. And that one is just stunning. It it combines really nicely with Season's End. There are some flecks of what I think is a very similar color in Season's End, and then the amber just kind of picks that up and really makes it glow. The other thing I will say about this this um, base is that it's a single, which makes it really smushy. So it's really yummy. It was really fun to knit with, and the fabric that it makes is really, really nice and squishy. The third yarn is Scandalous, and I believe it's her Eartha base. It's her fingering weight base, slightly thicker. I would call it a heavy fingering more than a traditional fingering weight. Really nice base of yarn. And I picked out a color that was called Akamai, and it is browns, kind of a dusty rose, and some pink. It's a beautiful color. So that was the third color in the shawl, and it blended really nicely. It faded really nicely from that amber into more of the pinks. And the colors run more from a brown and then they go all the way through um, and kind of change as they go. The fourth color I really love. I'll tell you when I get to the free your fade shawl. I did not put these two colors next to each other in the second shawl because they're pretty similar. So on the skein they didn't look that similar. Um, Even as I was knitting them, they didn't necessarily feel like, oh gosh, these are twinsies. But in the fabric, I wish the fade had had a little more contrast than it did with these two yarns together. But the yarn is beautiful. So this one is Cherry Tree from Knit Stitch Yarns. It's a beautiful brown 
kind of a cafe au lait kind of a brown and then it's got really exciting pinks so the pinks in the akamai are a little more muted the pinks in cherry tree run more brights there's some fuchsia there's some hot pink there's some pale pink and it turned out really pretty it's a really nice yarn and this is I own some other knit stitch yarn but this was my first time knitting with Melanie's yarn and I am a big fan I really liked it I really liked the way it knit up and I was excited to get to use it for the first time after that comes a stunner and that is the Bijou Basin Ranch Lassa Wilderness and they have done a couple of collaborations there was a new one that caught that kicked off this weekend at Rhinebeck but they've done a couple of collaborations with MJ Yarns so they don't dye their yarns they are the yarn company um, and they have things milled and things like that but they send them off to people like Lorna's Laces and Miss Babs to have them dyed Mode Knit does some dyeing for them and Jonathan from MJ Yarns does some dyeing for them. So I picked out one of Jonathan's colorways because I thought that was a nice little synchronicity kind of thing. And the colorway is called Joseph. I don't know if this is why, but it makes me think like Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. But it's got beautiful rust colors, copper colors, some blue, some of that is lighter and some of that is darker. It's a really lovely yarn. And uh, the Lasso Wilderness I had not knit with before. I have one skein of lace weight yarn from Bijou Basin in my stash, but I don't really knit with lace weight. So the only time I had ever knit with their yarns before was my sample from the very first knit notch. So it's fun to get to play with a whole skein of that. It just feels incredible in your hands when you're knitting with it. It's really, really a nice yarn. So that was exciting and that was another kind of something new for me. And then the last color was my Nerd String. So the Nerd String, I did her sparkling fingering, sparkling, that's not the word, her sparkle fingering base and it is in a colorway called Raspberry Beret. Very deep purple with some pinks and so it gives it kind of a wow what I like about how the shelter net is the way that you knit it it kind of ends up on the bias so it's not like you have like it doesn't really feel like stripes of things and and then the fade helps with that but each tip of mine for my mom is dark so there's the raspberry berets are really dark beautiful purple and then the beautiful dark brown at the other end and then in between it kind of you know, changes and flows from the gold to the pink to that one that has the blues and then off to the purple. So I think it turned out amazing. The funny thing was my aunt was in town from Massachusetts a couple of weeks ago and my mom and my aunt came over and I made dinner and my aunt is a knitter. So we were chit chatting about that. And I thought, well, I'm just going to pull it out and say it's a knit nostril. I'm not going to tell my mom (laughs) that it's for her. So I got to show it to my mom. She was really excited about it. So that is what I will be wearing to Knit Nosh. And you guys will get to see it. If you're coming to the event, you'll get to see it in person. Then I had quite a bit of leftovers. I know people talk a lot about the fade shawls and like, are they, I've seen people say that they're wasteful. I disagree, but are you wasting yarn, whatever? Well, I had plenty of yarn to do free your fade. So free your fade is a little less structured and there's a you know you can really kind of fade whenever you want based on the way that this one works it has little sections that are broken up with eyelets it has a cute pico bind off but you could really start and stop wherever you wanted with this one 
So Free Your Fade gives you a little more flexibility in terms of how you knit it up and how you fade. So really it would work with any set of scraps that you have. So mine will be a door prize at Knit Nosh. I'm pretty excited about this because I feel like it'll be a great way to highlight the yarns every course. And then hopefully people will get excited about the shawl and then somebody in the audience will win it, which is cool. I also think if you're coming, if you're not coming, what a fun way to do a fade to pick out yarns from each of these six fantastic dyers and make your own. So that's my suggestion. <laughs> but the the Free Your Fade was a nice, easy pattern. Pretty mindless, pretty easy to memorize. You do these cool triple yarn over eyelets and that's kind of a, a little bit of visual interest in it. This one too, when I laid it out after I had knit it, you, the way that it's constructed, it doesn't feel like just like chunk of color, chunk of color, chunk of color. It really kind of blends a little more and fades a little more and the bias type style still sort of happens, which is really, really, really cool. It has a Pico bind off. I was not convinced I wanted to do the pink Pico bind off. And the only thing I'm sad about, I did it. I'm glad I did it. I think it adds a nice little cute touch, but I had trouble judging how much yarn that was going to take. And I ended up with a smidgen of the knit stitched yarn left over. And I really wanted to knit up just every single inch of every single yarn. And that didn't, my, my calculations didn't quite work out. Once I was into the Pico bind off and it was clear that I wasn't going to use all the yarn, I was not ripping out the Pico bind off. <laughs> so there's just a little bit left of that one. The order that I went in that shawl is I started with Season's End, which is the brown from Colorful Eclectic. Then I did the purple from Nerd String, and that one was Raspberry Beret. And next was Joseph, dyed by NJ Yarns, but yarn from Bijou Basin Ranch. Then I did Akamai. I only had a little bit of that left because it's a heavy fingering. It's a slightly smaller put up than the other, so there wasn't a ton of that one left. And then I was trying to decide, did I put Cherry Tree or did I put Amber? And I went ahead and did Amber. And again there, I, I miscalculated a little. I was trying to get to the eyelets, and I did, and then I didn't leave enough to fade. So then it just kind of jumps from that one to Cherry Tree. But I think it looks beautiful. I don't think anybody's going to notice that except for me. And so it's done. I have a lot of ends to weave in on both of these projects, but I am pretty excited about them and it's really helped to boost my excitement about Knit Nosh this time around. So that's pretty fun. The next thing that I finished, these are completely out of order from when I finished them, but I don't think that matters. The next thing that I finished was I, once I had sort of done all of this knitting that none of it was for me, I wanted to really treat myself to something fun, something quick, kind of uh, instant gratification knitting. And I had bought myself for my birthday last year one of those little braids of Luxadorna cashmere. So they're eight little minis and they braid them up so they look really cute. And if you listen to the podcast a lot, you may remember that at one point I misplaced these and I had a full-on panic attack and pulled my entire knitting room apart looking for these found them. Thank God they were in a bag that I didn't remember having, <laughs> but they were fine. So they have a lot of patterns that they suggest for these. And a lot of them are cute, tubular cowls, you know, provisional cast on. And then they have ones that are striped different ways or one, it came with a little free write-up of one that was chevrons and 
I just wasn't feeling it. I have a really cute cowl like that that I actually wore last week that I did from Canon Hand Eyes, but I didn't think I was going to like it if it was only enough yarn to loop once around my neck. I, I like them either long or real close or doubled up. I just, I wasn't convinced that I was going to love the length of it. So I was trying to decide what to do with this yarn. And ended up deciding to spoil myself a little bit and buy another skein in a solid color. So I went onto their website. I ordered myself a skein of gray. I think the colorway name was Smoke. And I knit this into the Gradient Band Cowl by Hohi Locatelli. She had published this one maybe a couple of months ago just as a fun way to use those little bits of like a gradient mini or if you had some minis that somebody gave you as a present or that you were trying to figure out how to use, it just uses little itty bits of the different yarns. So I started out, I actually did it wrong, but it's a, it worked out fine. You're actually supposed to knit the solid color first and then knit the bands. I ended up knitting one band of the smoke gray in the lace pattern and then a subsequent band of each. And it was basically enough yarn for me to have one repeat of the pattern. It's like 24 row repeat. It kind of looks like two lace sections in each color. Then when I got to the end of that, I, again, it's cashmere. I didn't want to leave a single inch of it behind. So I just knit garter stitch stripes until the colors were gone. And then I finished it up with the garter stitch pattern. There's a garter stitch and a little bit of lace that you repeat. I just finished that up and knit that to the end in the gray. And it's really cute, you guys. I was, it was funny because I didn't, I never have knit with 100% cashmere before, so this was a real treat for me. I expected it to feel a little different when I was knitting it than it did. It didn't feel bad, but I guess I was expecting it to feel like magic. Well, let me tell you, when I put it on, <laughs> then it felt like magic. It's really cozy and it's really soft. I wore mine uh, the other day to work and it I looped it around my neck twice and it's perfect. It's so comfy and cozy. What I really like about it a lot is that it's got so many colors. So I have the gray, there's black, white, navy, a bright pink, a more muted pink, not like pale pink, but a more muted dark pink, chartreuse, aqua, and like silver. I think those are my eight colors. So it'll, it'll, I'll be able to wear it with a lot of different things. I think the other day I wore it with a cute pair of black pants and a jean jacket and a white t-shirt and I wore it to work. So I can see myself getting a lot of wear out of this and it was totally worth the indulgence of the cashmere. I was really excited about it. So that was one for me. The next two things were gifts as well. So my stepdad's birthday was in the middle of September and I wanted to make him something nice for his birthday. So I knit him two things. The Thunder Twist Hat, which is by Greg from the Unraveling with Greg and Joey. Joey and Greg? I don't remember how they order they put them in. Uh, podcast. And this was a pattern that I had heard the Prairie Girls talking about. And they were talking about how they wanted to knit 100 of them. And I went on and looked at it and I just thought, oh, that's such a cool hat. And my stepdad is retired. He does nature photography. 
And I thought, well, wouldn't it be nice for him to have a nice little hat when he's up early in the morning doing sunset pictures or sunrise pictures or something like that? Really great pattern, you guys. Very simple. The cables were really just enough interest, but not crazy difficult. It It's four little repeats of the cables. And then when the hat is done, the cables at the crown are super elegant, but also it kind of folds up nicely so that it two sections kind of fold, like tuck in, and so you can have it folded really small to fit in your pocket. Uh, I was thrilled. I really liked the pattern. I could definitely see myself knitting it again. I knit this out of some Malabrigo worsted that I got at the Fancy Tiger anniversary a couple years ago. So this free yarn, I had been trying to figure out what worsted yarn I had in my stash that I could use for my dad, and I remembered as I was sitting in the parking lot at Longmont Yarn Shop, I remembered that I had this yarn and I thought, oh, that'll be perfect. So I knit him the hat and then I had enough left over to do a pair of simple fingerless mitts. Um, the, I did the maize mitts from Tin Can Knits and they are just very simple. There's like a garter panel and some stockinette. Just enough interest. He wouldn't have wanted anything crazy. I, I got them done. It was rainy the weekend that we celebrated his birthday, so... I was blocking them inside and they did not dry in time. I gave him basically like damp knitted things for his birthday, but he didn't mind. He wasn't going to wear them that day anyways. So those are all my finished things, but it feels like I've been super productive since the last time we spoke. And I was excited to tell you guys about all of these. Actually working. I have quite a bit on the needles, actually, you guys. So there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about. I have been just here and there plugging away at my So Faded sweater. So that's another Andrea Mowry. It's a fingering weight sweater. I am going to shape mine like the confetti sweater, so shape it more A-line. I managed the last time we talked to separate the sleeves and knit a bit on the body. I'm still working with Hedgehog Fibers. Oh gosh, I don't remember. Bounce is the colorway, which is a beautiful bright turquoise chartreuse black. A little bit of speckles that I got for Christmas. After that will be the sock blank that the kids and I made this year with Easter egg dye. And then after that, I have some Wonderland yarns. And I, th I think that my colorway is called Cheshire Cat. I have some minis of that as well, which I was originally going to do. But they actually put together a little pattern for a very simple cowl. And I think I'm just going to use those for the simple cowl and then... And then just fade the one color into my So Faded sweater. So that one will get a little more love coming up here. But it has it has been off and on when I've needed a little bit of mindless knitting. I've been pulling it out. I did those two fades, right? What do you figure that was? 2,200 yards of yarn. Wasn't quite 24 because the put up of the bijubation is a little smaller. Um, I needed a break here and there. So the So Faded got a little bit of love. The other thing that I cast on yesterday that I'm super obsessed with is a hat by Wooly Wormhead. So I have not done any of her hats before. I've always heard great things. I'm sure I have a, a jillion of them in my favorites, but I had never knit one. And I got some beautiful yarn to review, and I kind of felt like it wanted to grow up to be a hat. So the yarn that I got to review is from Shepherd's Lamb. It's a DK weight yarn and it's their hand-dyed Rambouillet. And it is a two-ply DK weight yarn, 180 yard put up for $16 a skein, which I have to say, you guys, I think is 
a fantastic bargain. And it's a really nice yarn. It's maybe um, a touch rustic, which is not at all a criticism. I just think it lends itself more to something like a hat. So I really wanted to find a great hat that would let this yarn sing. My yarn is in the colorway Two Turquoise. And, of course, right? And it's a gorgeous colorway. I really like it. The... Um, hat that I picked out is from a collection, a new collection from Woolly Worm, Wormhead and it's called Elemental. So there are these really cool hats. You guys, should, I'll post some pictures in the show notes, but you guys should go and look at this collection. So she's got five patterns in here. Toaf, Azula, Cora, I don't know what any of these names mean, Opal, and Katara. And they each have these really interesting color work dynamics. So the one that I did, they sort of look like leaves on long stems. She knit hers in a brown with the same sort of turquoise. And so I thought, oh, this would be perfect, except I'm doing mine with a gray. And I just grabbed some knit picks worsted that I had in kind of a charcoal, charcoal gray in my stash to pair with this. And I, and I think it's working out nice. That one is actually a worsted and this is a DK, but they they seem to be playing together pretty well, although fast forward a couple weeks and see if I'm complaining about gauge, because <laughs> that could be an issue. These patterns are super cool. Without giving too much away, it's all knit flat, and it's short row shaping to do these little color interplays, and they're really cool. And I was a little bit freaking out because it's 72 rows, although they're short rows, so some of them are itty-bitty. And then you repeat it eight times. And I was like, is this, is this hat going to take me the rest of my life? But I sat down last night. My husband wanted to watch uh, the Yankee game. And I don't care about baseball. So I was just knitting away. And I managed to finish two repeats of this pattern as we were going. She gives you this panel map. So every row she has charted out how many stitches you do. And then, and then of course, it's like a wrap and turn because there's a lot of short rows and when I first looked at it, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if my brain's going to be able to do this. But once I sat down to figure it out, I was like, oh, this is actually brilliant and super easy. And the way she has it charted, it makes a lot of sense once you get into it. So don't be intimidated if you see these patterns and think, gosh, that looks tricky. Because it actually is genius and super simple to follow. So I'm enjoying the heck out of that knit. I hope that I'll finish it in the next couple of days. Like I said, I finished two repeats just last night, so maybe I'll get to some more over the weekend, or maybe I'll take it on the bus. The other thing I want to talk about with that hat, in addition to the beautiful Shepherd's Lamb DK yarn that I'm using, is I put it in my new bag, and I got a new bag from my friend Sarah, who is the knitting type. So she had posted on Instagram a couple weeks ago that she had sewed up a bunch of Harry Potter project bags, and I went on as fast as my little fingers could go and bought one of these from her. It's so cute, you guys. I love it so much. So it's like striped. She just used little bits of different fabric, and it's so cute. It's got a stripe for each of the houses, Gryffindor and Slytherin on one, and Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff on the other. And then there's some black fabric that just says Harry Potter and some white fabric that has says Harry Potter. And there's a couple that just have pictures of characters. So there's a Snape and there's one that's all pictures of Harry. 
and one that looks like it's all pictures of professors and there's some Hermione here and some black and white that looks like it's um, Draco, then Harry, then Draco, then Harry. It's so cute. And the zipper has this cute little owl charm on it that I think is darling. <laughs> it could be a progress keeper, I think. I think I could take it off the zipper and use it as a progress keeper, too. But it's so cute just sitting there chilling out. And it's got a cute little handle. And I know that Sarah has told me before that one of the reasons she makes her bags really deep is because you can kind of roll the top down and use it as a, like a, almost like a yarn bowl. Like it's got some sturdiness to it. It's just real cute and uh, white muslin inside. And on the other side, it's got like a little fabric tab with like a loop in it, metal loop. So you could attach it to something if you needed to. So anyways, that is Sarah, the knitting type. Um, and believe the bag was $36, worth every penny, very high quality, so you should go and check out my friend Sarah right now. The next thing that I'm working on is um, actually another For Your Fade Child. So I had talked a couple weeks ago about a yarn that I got to review that I was really excited about, and that is the Zen Yarn Garden Four Color Gradient. This is four 200-yard skeins. Mine is in the spring colorway, so there's a black, there's a green, a spring green, then there's a gray that feels like it has a lot of gray, like green to it. I think I talked last time about I have a Madeline Tosh in my stash that's gray gardens, and that this would actually be really cute blended into that, although I'm kind of saving that to be all one project by itself. I don't like to break up a sweater quantity, <laughs> but anyways, that one, and then there's one that feels more speckled, so one that feels more variegated and one that feels more speckled, blacks and grays and greens and things. So I've been on the hunt for a pattern to do with this, and one of the things I found was, you know, when when you have something like that, and, and I'll admit to you, I have a couple things like this, right? So I talked about the Wonderland yarn and the little minis. But then I got them and I didn't know what to do with them. I think I did the same thing with the Luxadorna. Like, okay, I got these. Now what do I do with them? And I have a beautiful Neighborhood Fiber Company gradient that I bought at Yarn Along the Rockies about a year and a half ago that I'm obsessed with, but I'm not sure what to do with. So I kind of went out and I was trying to figure out what I, what did I have enough yardage to do and what did I want to do with these. And I found some cool options that I just wanted to share with you guys. My friend Jen who's Jen knitting around, she recommended a Kino Knits pattern that's called Greener on My Side. And that one is very cute. And actually, the the way that it's knitted in the pictures here in Ravelry, it would make a really cute thing in this exact set of colors that I have. I toyed around with the three-color cashmere shawl, or cowl pattern and the four-color cashmere cowl pattern and the cashmere shawl pattern because I thought, well, any of those really would have worked nicely with this. Um, and then there were just a few other things that I liked. There was a, a similar cowl that was called Clickety Tat Street Cowl. That one would be a really cute one with different minis. I think hers is just two colors, but I really think I could have used it with the four and it would have been cute. There was another one that was called Road Trip that is that same sort of style of differing colors and differing stitch textures, I guess is what I'm trying to say. 
There was one that was called Make Ends Meet, and this is a really cute, it's like you'd call it like a scowl, right? Like a shawl cowl, because it's a cowl, but then it comes down in a triangle in the front, and hers is just striped. This would be a great one to use minis for. There was one called Dunlap. Same sort of thing as the three or four color cashmere cowl. There are striped sections, textured sections, and then there's one where she does this cute little stitch, like maybe it's a daisy stitch or something, and so it ends up looking like color work. I looked at a beautiful cowl pattern, but I didn't think I had the right mix of yardage, but this was called Beloved Berlin, and it's a really cute cowl that is knit in a solid color, it's Isabel Kramer, so you knit in a solid color and kind of a lace pattern, and then you, I think you probably pearl row, right, because you're eventually going to fold it back in half, and on the inside it's striped. So cute. But I thought I would have to do two different colors on the front, which I thought would kind of ruin the effect. I wasn't, I, I just didn't have the right yardage quite for that, but that would be a cute one. They also, the Zen Yarn Garden folks sell a trio, so that might have worked better if I had three colors instead of four. That might have worked out more for this one. And I looked at a Melanie Berg, which was Ashburn, and I think I probably could have knit that shawl as well. My point being, these gradients are really, really cute, and there's a ton of options. And so don't be afraid, right, of trying to pull together something like that with colors. And again, I just felt like, gosh, I didn't have a project in mind. So I had to work a little bit to figure out, okay, how am I going to use these? What I want to say about the yarns themselves is they're fantastic. What was really funny to me was I, a couple weekends ago, I was winding up yarn. I had been working on my gradient band cowl and then I went to knit, to wind these up. And as soon as I grabbed them out of the bag, I was like, these are so mushy. <laughs> like the cashmere is soft and luxurious and wonderful, but it's not smushy. And these were really nice and smushy. It's just a really high quality. I believe it's a four ply fingering weight yarn. And did I write that down? Maybe not. Um, I didn't, but anyways, it's lovely. So I am, so I started the free or fade cause I enjoyed knitting that one. I'm not keeping the one I just knit. I thought the way that the colors will play together, it'll be really nice. So I'll do black and then the grayish green and then the green and then the speckle and that's how, kind of how it's going to proceed and I started it on the bus I'm probably a good third of the way into the black right now I'm using this cute bag that I got at Yarnfest from Slip Stitch Studios no that's not who it's from I'm sorry I do like Slip Stitch Studios but it's my little skein bag little skein in the big wool and I had bought this cute little bag in the Western Skynet's booth there a couple years ago. And then it's always like the project I want to get to is in there. And then I never get around to it. I've put a bunch of different projects in there and then never knit them. So I'm like, I'm putting it in this bag. I'm using this bag. This bag's coming on the bus. That's what we're doing. So that one has been fun. And it was fun picking out a project. I just really enjoyed playing around with, you know, what I could do with these beautiful gradients. So that is it for working. Stashed. I do have some new things in my stash, you guys, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna apologize. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about a couple of the things that I have bought. So I already talked about the gray Luxadorna cashmere that I bought. That was a nice little treat for myself. 
Then I bought myself some turtle pearl yarn. So she's a dyer from Canada. She does beautiful self-striping yarns. I saw one day on Instagram that she had Wonder Woman yarn. And I was like, you cannot take my money fast enough. Take my money. I need some Wonder Woman sock yarn. I haven't been knitting socks lately. And I really am kind of building up a bit of a surplus of self-striping sock yarn. So at some point, the self-striping bug is going to bite me and I'm going to be set because I have all these great yarns. But that one I'm very excited about. It was really great because it's one of those that comes to matching skeins. I believe she says on her website that she holds them double while she dyes them so that they are exact twins as opposed to, I, I guess I would have thought that you just do it and then you start at the same color repeat, but I guess she holds them double. And then there's red for heels, toes, and cuffs. So that's going to be really cute. I'm hoping maybe I can squeeze two pairs of socks out of that. I'm not going to lie. So that one is very exciting and that'll probably be my next pair of socks that get cast on. Then I ordered some yarn from a dyer that was new to me that I've been following for a long time on Instagram, but I also follow her on Facebook. And it's called um, On The Round, and she was having a seconds sale. And so the seconds were like colorways that she thought didn't work out, or maybe she had discontinued. Or in the case of the ones I bought, there were a couple of little specks of pink where they shouldn't be. And she was very upfront with all of that right from the get-go that, you know, these were not not things that had passed her quality process or whatever, but I was like, I've been admiring her yarn for a long time, and so I was pretty excited. So I bought a single fingering weight in a colorway that I believe is discontinued called Ectoplasm. They were like $12 a skein. They were so inexpensive. So the only trouble I had was finding something where she had a sweater quantity. I was looking for something to do the Tegna, um, which is one of the Boylan Knits patterns that I've been so excited about. So I have three skeins of that, and that is what that's going to grow up to be maybe pretty soon because I feel like a fingering weight sweater would be a nice short sleeve, right? It would be a nice little quick thing to add to my fall wardrobe. And then the last thing that I did was I did order some yarn from Craftsy. So they have that Cloudborne base that is kind of their base. And I have been looking for the right yarn to make the, I'm going to say it wrong, Ninnel Chick Swancho. I saw that at Stitches. It's been in my brain ever since. So I bought a light gray, a dark, dark blue, um, kind of a jade color and a raspberry color. I think it's going to be really nice, you guys. And it was super inexpensive. They were like half price. I think I got all the yarn for this thing for like $34, which was too good a deal to pass up. So that one I'll go, I wound up the first, I think I wound like three skeins of the gray and then one skein each of the colors. And the rest is all sitting in a bag downstairs, kind of ready to go. So I have it all set, and I, I think that'll get cast on this week. I'm pretty excited about that one. The other one I'm excited about, but I don't have yarn yet for, is the another faded one, right? You guys are going to be sick of the fades. But she put, came out with a really cute cardigan with a shawl collar, and it's DK weight, so I think that would be fun. The thing about it is... I haven't found anything yet that I don't think is like, woo, expensive. What I might do is most of the Knit Nosh dyers have a DK base, so I might treat myself 
as a like, yay, pulled off another knit nosh. I may treat myself to knit nosh yarns for that one as well, but I've been looking for DK weight yarns to use in that. And again, I have quite a few DK weights. Like I have, I definitely have two colors in my stash that I think would look great in that sweater together, but it would mean breaking up a sweater quantity, which I don't want to do. So I'm definitely going to buy yarn special for that. But those were the things that I added to my stash this time. Next up, I have a couple more reviews for you guys, and I wanted to just take a couple minutes to talk about a few beautiful things that I got through Stitchcraft Marketing. They put out a call for podcasters and bloggers pretty regularly to review different things. So the beautiful, both those beautiful sets of yarns I talked about earlier came from them, and also the um, the next couple things that I'm going to talk about. Okay, so they sent me a couple of beautiful things to review, and, and in both cases I had a couple different... Um, choices of what I could get. So the first was a company called Jewel Designs, J-U-L designs.com. And they offered several different things, including these cool like leather closures and different fasteners for sweaters and things. And they also have a beautiful line of shawl pins. So I requested a shawl pin. This one is called the Celtic Knot Shawl Pin. It's white brass and rosewood. So the circle part is just this beautiful rosewood circle. And then the pin is white brass and it's just got this beautiful Celtic knot. It's also like kind of wavy. So I think it would look really cute. Like it would hold the shawl really nicely. I'm not good about wearing shawl pins, you guys, but I want to get better and I want to start. I bought a beautiful shawl pin at uh, Rhinebeck last year and I don't think I've even used it, but maybe I'll wear this one with my fade. I'll definitely wear it to knit nosh, right, with my fade and that'll be fun. So these are jeweldesigns.com. I'll talk about it again once I've worn it once. The one that they sent me was uh, $32.50. I think totally worth it for the quality of what I got. It also says these are handmade fair trade in Indonesia. So that's kind of a neat thing. I always like to support things that you know give economic opportunities in other places. And as long as it's fair trade, I feel like that's the deal here. So I will wear this and take some pictures of it in action. And you guys will get to see it if you follow me on Instagram. But that's Jewel Designs. And it's the Celtic Knot shawl pin. The other thing I got was kind of goofy. Like, I was like, sure, why not? I'll give this a shot. And then once it came, I'm, I'm pretty charmed by this second thing here. So this is a cactus crochet kit from Global Backyard Industries. So globalbackyardindustries.com. They also sell them on Amazon. I think that, that they want me to do an Amazon review for this as well. But it's an, uh, an amigurumi, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, crochet cactus and it's so cute. And when they sent it to me, I was like, wouldn't this be cute? I have a little succulent on my desk, but my desk is not directly near a window. It's like a little bit away from a window. My little succulent is not doing great. And I thought, well, if I crochet a little cactus, <laughs> I can't kill it at work. So this is really pretty cute. I loved the way it came packaged. So there are a couple of charming things about this. It came in a little printed like Ziploc bag. I'm trying to think. Picture like like a, if we had 
fancy pretzels, and they came in this fuck bag or something, right, with the Ziploc at the top, and it's completely printed. It says on the front, Charlie likes to snuggle, and it's this little round cactus, and then he looks like he's in a terracotta pot. The one thing I thought was funny was there's there's a section that looks like it's supposed to look like dirt, and in the photo, it very much looks gray. In the kit, it's definitely brown, but it came with every single thing you would need, which really impressed me um, because I didn't expect it to be quite this complete. So it came with the crochet hook. There's a needle for sewing the pieces together and weaving in ends. There's a straw. I don't know what the straw is for. I'm sure I'll find out. There's a little piece of plastic canvas. There's a little red flower that goes on the cactus itself and it's already crocheted. So that was cute. Then there's yarn in three colors. So terracotta for the pot, earth for the dirt and then there's this like fun fur it's like sparkly fun fur yarn which I think is really going to be cute I think it's going to be darling when it's finished and then it came with like the fiber fill that you need and then it came with a really nicely so I'm trying to open the block while I talk so I apologize if that's noisy it came with a really nicely written pattern so the pattern itself is just four little pages it's on like magazine stock and so it looks like you crochet the pot and then the dirt and then the cactus. And then you, oh, it looks like maybe you use the straw to assemble it. So you stuff it and then you use the straw, you stuff the pot. I'm not sure what this little piece of plastic is for. I'm sure I'll figure it out. So I think it's going to be really cute. It, it says it's a weekend project. There's a video tutorial. Um, so I'm sure I'll catch up with this pretty soon and then I'll have a little, little crocheted friend to keep me company at work. So that is the cactus crochet kit for Charlie the cactus. And like I said, they're available on Amazon. It's $29.95. I think for the quality of what I got, I think that's a very reasonable price. You can also get them at globalbackyardindustries.com. So check them out. The last thing I wanted to just do is give a quick update on Knit Nosh. The plans are coming together really nicely. I'm going to spend a good portion of my afternoon today working on stuff for the goodie bags and stuff with the glasses and things like that. There are about 10 tickets left. So if you guys are thinking about buying a ticket and you're on the fence or you just haven't gotten around to it yet, just know that I believe these will sell out this week. So uh, don't don't hesitate uh, or you might miss out and I would be sad. There are still kits on sale at knitnosh.com if you can't make it, if you're not local. Um, if you are local and you just can't get here, you could get a kit at knitnosh.com. Those are on pre-order until November the 1st and then they will ship by December the 1st. So that's an option as well. But I finalized the food. I have a plan for the alcohol. The vendors are all getting really excited and we have a lot of great stuff planned there. And like I said, I'm working on some of the goodie bag type stuff uh, this week. If you have a ticket and you have any questions, go ahead and email me at knitactuallypodcast at gmail.com. I've been starting to get seating requests and dietary restrictions and all that good stuff, and I'll get all that organized and get out to people in the next week and a half or so with some of that. The big thing that I'll wrap up with that's going on in my personal life this week is that my younger son, who is 11, is testing for his black belt this week. So anybody who's out there, if you want to 
send a little positive energy his way. He is only 11 years old. He is a rock star. This kid is inspiring. They have a big group of them testing right now, and some of them are adults, and some of them are, there's one person who's 17 and is, I don't know, six foot something, and my my little baby, who's not even five feet tall, is right in there in the mix with all of these adults and older kids, and he's holding his own. So yesterday was his fitness test. He had to do 100 push-ups in three minutes, 100 sit-ups in three minutes, 100 left leg kicks in a minute, 100 right leg kicks in a minute, and then he had to go out and run three miles in 30 minutes. And he's been training for that run like crazy. He runs every single day. He runs really hard. He felt really pukey after the first part of the fitness test and went out to do his run. And his first mile and a half or so was just slow. The second mile or the third mile, my kid ran a seven and a half minute mile, but he came in at 30 minutes and 20 seconds and he's supposed to come in at 30 minutes. So it's pass fail. He gets another try. His next try is on Tuesday. I'm convinced that he can do it and his teacher's going to run with him and I'm certain he will do it. But if you guys have any positive thoughts that you could send towards my kiddo, that would be awesome. Uh, he's amazing and inspiring and it's been really fun. So he his testing week is this week. Once he gets past that fitness test, Thursday they do sparring. He has to spar 10 rounds, one minute each with a different opponent every minute. So he is tired and they are not. And then on Saturday, they do their curriculum test, which will probably be a solid three and a half hours of every piece of curriculum they've ever learned, self-defense and pads and katas and all of those things. And he had to make stuff up and things like that. So it's going to be an intense week at my house, but I'm sure it's going to be awesome. And that will make him the third black belt in our little family, which is pretty exciting too. So that is what's going on in my world and so that's really it thank you guys for hanging out today until i talk to you again happy knitting